those ratings, like guys tuning in to see Sable, they did it strategically. She would be at the top of the hour around nine o'clock. Right. And then Rock and Austin would be after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm gonna have to rewatch the Attitude Era a little bit, kind of <laughs> with that with that now thought implanted in my head uh, right. and everything. Because I, I'm I, I'm a big fan. I, I grew up in nine. I was born '94, so I kind of grew okay, up. Okay, so you and me are the same age. That's good. I, I was kind of I was kind of worried. I saw a couple of your things. I'm like, oh god, this kid's like. 19, well, 20 years old. Yeah, like, what no, the I, fuck I, am I, I just turned 29. <laughs> I just turned 29. Willie, Willie, I think is the youngest one that I know of. Yeah. Uh, and everything. He's only 20, but um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I grew up. Yeah, I was born '94, so I grew up around that era of the Attitude Era. Okay. I kind of got into wrestling, which is very funny because I was watching one of your videos today on YouTube uh, about Eddie Guerrero, and that's Ooh. one of my personal favorites uh, wrestlers of all time. He's my number one. He's the reason why I got into wrestling. He's the reason why I watched Ring of Honor. He was the reason why I watched WCW. Mm -hmm. He was the reason why I I follow the luchador style wrestling. So the Rey Mysterio seniors, the juniors, uh, you know, even the Dean Malenko's and and that whole, uh, you know, uh, moment that they all had together, Perry Saturn and kind of following their footsteps and seeing them invade Raw and everything. So Eddie Eddie to me is a very big personal hero of mine. You know, when he passed, I was distraught. I feel like everybody else who was a fan of him at that time. Uh, so, you know, to me, Eddie is always going to be that person for me. But I was watching your video about what if he didn't pass uh, and everything. And you made some very valid points about how, like, a lot of the things would be different. There would be a lot of different outcomes to a lot of other different situations. And, you know, not even not even just that. I feel like if he was still around you know, maybe the Shield and the Batistas and uh, Randy and Flair and Evolution would have been, you know, looked at a little differently. And right. a faction, a new LWO kind of would have came into play during that time uh, that he was around still and everything. So to me, I, I think that uh, the video I thought was very great. A very important video for people who mm-hmm. are Eddie Guerrero fans and stuff like that. But um, uh, also the fact that... Um, you know, his his presence in the ring as well as outside of the ring, being a, a mentor, a, a trainer to a lot of the up-and-coming talent before his passing was very valuable uh, for his time and what he was trying to do at that time. So um, I definitely think that, uh, you know, for me, always Eddie will be number one. Willie knows it. Wolf right. knows it. Everybody knows it. But, yeah, yeah. that's true. Like, I, I'm going to say this right now. Uh, I, I, I'm an asshole. Plain and simple. I'm a genuine asshole when it comes to like re- uh, opinions and everything. Um, but when when I heard that when Eddie passed away, I cried. Like I only cried on three separate occasions for wrestling itself. Mm. And it was Eddie's passing. Mm. Um, Flair's final match. Ooh, because okay. that just that that moment when Sean says, I'm sorry, I love, love like, you. Yeah. Got Crazy. Me. Yeah. And then when Roman said he had cancer, I'm like, yeah, that's a rough. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Rollins like, crying was what got me crying. Right. Like it was, it was Rollins yeah. crying. And then it made me even cry even harder. Yeah. And like, I, I know, I, I knew the outcome of the match. And I'm just like, no. Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> No, man. No. When he came out there and he was like, my name is Joe. 
and I've been living the lie. You know, I've been battling yeah. leukemia for so many years and it's come back. Like everybody in that whole arena was like, what? Right. And bucket? I was laughing. Like, this isn't a promo. This isn't, this isn't like a skit or anything. No. no, this is real now. Everyone's like, I didn't know his name was fucking Joe. Like, yeah, I laughed when what? he said that his name was you Joe. Know? And I was like, I'm living with leukemia. It's like, oh, well, shit. Right. And I, I'm well, laughing man. a little bit on the inside because it's like, fuck, it took cancer to make him a good guy. Like, it, yeah. could, it took cancer for everybody to be like, oh, we're behind Roman. Yeah, it took like, cancer yeah. for him to what get cheered. Fuck. But, you know, and even in that moment, like, we, we, we saw, like, all the backstage incidents and stuff like that where all these wrestlers kind of got together and was like, you know, you need anything. You need right. your, your family needs anything. Like, don't hesitate. Like, Braun Strowman was like, do not hesitate to call me. I'll be right there right. for you. Absolutely. And it's just nice to see that because normally, you know, like with MJF or somebody like that, you just see these like asshole moments, like you said, where everyone's like, go fuck yourself. Vince was right. All this other stuff. And then it's, and then you see that and it's just like, oh, this is, this isn't just a business. This is a community. This is something that we all take very personally and ser and sincerely together and you know we all we all want to band together to do you know the best for one another right and like that's the thing like if, if mjf were around at that time in that company yeah. i swear he would be the only person that would actually go as far as what vince wanted dean to go by yeah and <laughs> i'd be like dude there's heat there's nuclear heat and then yeah. there's why would you say something like that? <laughs> yeah, well, that's MJF, man. You know, maybe Christian Cage fans, too at this rate. Yeah, maybe Christian be, Cage too. He'd be fighting with fans. He don't care. You know, oh he's throwing God. vodka on children. Uh, you know, he's a wild man. But that's listen, Long Island, Long Island pride. He's a Long Islander. I'm a Long Islander. I, we got to take it with pride. I right. take it with pride. Don't, don't get you me know, wrong. I, I love MJF. I love him. I think he is he is what a heel in and out of the company, uh, a company, any wrestling right. business should be. Do I think that he could make it in WWE? Yeah, wrestling-wise, mm. yes. Talking-wise, no. the, the censorship that yeah. he would have on him. Yeah. Like, if he could learn from Miz how to do it, yeah, then he's golden. Right. That's Other than that. Point. That's a very good point. That's absolutely a very good point. Um, because yeah, because like the Miz is that person that everybody doesn't like, you know. And there right. was a period where we hated him, but then there was that one moment where right. that SmackDown Live with Brian Danielson, and yeah. it became real. And it was just like this guy gives a fuck about this business more than anybody else. And and that's what drew me to Miz from the beginning is that I could see. That even as a reality TV star from the real world, yeah. even in 2006 when he debuted, I was like, this kid cares. Right. And I like, I don't know why I liked The Miz at that point, but I knew why I liked him in like 2010 because he was an arrogant son of a bitch. Yeah. And I loved him. And he, he he was just, he was good in the ring. He was sick. He is the only wrestler that I can think of that has never been injured in 20 years. Yeah, really. I've never seen him take a day off. I've well, never seen him take a day off. I've always, I've always seen guys get injured. I've seen guys do even with movies. Yeah, he takes the time off to do the movies, but it's not like he's injured. He's, he's just doing a movie, right? Yeah. So it's it's not it's not like he's actually literally taking time off. He's still working, but in, in a different sense, and it keeps him 
that motivated. And he, yeah, is he a safe worker? Yeah. Can he pull it out? That match against um, Ricochet on Monday Night Raw, when he could pull it out, he could pull it out. For sure. For sure. No, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Absolutely. Like um, uh, MJF said during the media scrum, why take $10 bumps for a $2 house? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I, you know, I'm not, maybe $15 bumps for an $8 house. Maybe. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you know, sometimes with the money, it all depends. You know, it's not, it's not Italian to me. So it all depends how much, uh, but, how um, much money I'm going to, I'm going to be really be making. But, where where can people find you, man? Where besides TikTok, are so, there Instagrams and Twitters? What 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 else is there? I've tried different socials. I do have a YouTube channel. I haven't posted anything really of of substance, I guess. Like I, I wanted to try to keep the series going for what if, because mm-hmm. um, I really think that that's a great concept. Because no one, I don't think re- no one's ever really gone down that route. Um, because there's so many what ifs. Right. In history, it's like, what if China didn't win the Intercontinental Championship? What if Triple H won the WWE Championship that night on the draft? What What if, you know, uh, Eddie actually won the world title in that triple threat match that he was scheduled for? What if mm. uh, Taker never lost a streak? What if Taker did lose the streak, but either later or sooner? What if uh, David Arquette never won the world championship the fact that that mm. still bothers me oh it bothers but, all of us it bothers all of us well, there's, world a, champ. there's yeah. a there's a there's a, a a separate section of wrestle talk that it that always asks if david arquette if you recognize david arquette as the greatest wcw champion of all time they I, only I, I they, they say it because the money that he earned as champion the, the entire time that he was champion he donated back to the owen hart foundation that's nice I didn't so even know that. He didn't keep a penny of it. He kept, he donated all the Owen Hart's foundation. And that's why they, you know, these guys say that, you know, it, it's, a, it's a running joke. But at the same time, it's like you, you kind of see why they're saying it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know that. I assumed that he kept the money and no. did whatever rich people did with it. But the fact that he, you know, went out of his rich. way to do that. I mean, yeah, he's, he's had so many. He was the face of off back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. the face of Scream and ready yeah. to rumble. And the only reason they did it was to try to get bigger box office draws for Ready to Rumble, which only made it to number three in its debut that year. So right. it's like, what, whatever. You got to the USA Today. That was your goal, Bischoff. Way to go. I don't Good care. Good job, buddy. Um, uh. Yeah, my, my claim to fame is saying shit about Sable and having Eric Bischoff call me um, a prick. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How did that? How did now? I, I need to know how that happened. Was that was that one of the podcasts that he he that he saw at one of your one of your things? No, this was live. You? Oh my um, god! Okay. Uh, um. Uh, there's uh, a convention around here called Nickel City Con in Buffalo. Oh yes, yes. And uh, Bischoff. It was Bischoff Hall and Nash, the NWO. Um, I got to take pictures with them, asked them questions, got shit signed. Um, but they had an open Q and a for everybody. And then they had a private Q and a. So in the open Q and a me being an asshole and knowing how wrestling history has been perceived and written by Vince McMahon and others. Right. Hall and Nash both said they came in the WCW making more than sting money at that time in WCW was $750,000 a year. 
Well, Bischoff said on his podcast, no. <laughs> not only did they not get that, they said they also had something called the favored nations, which is when somebody else comes in for more money, they get bumped up to that pay. Mm -hmm. So he's like, A, they didn't come in for more than sting money. They probably got maybe a little less than sting money. And there was no language of a favored nations until like 1999. So two years later after they had already made their contracts. Oh, wow. So I looked at Bischoff, Hall and Nash and I go, I said, Hall and Nash have said they came in for sting money. You say they never came in for sting money. Who's telling the truth? Who's lying? And without even skipping a beat, he goes, you are a prick. <laughs> that's great oh man i would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that one and i'm just that, and that I, I would have been worth it i hung my head on that so i'm like okay cool i got eric bischoff to call me a prick in front of people i'm okay with that yeah i mean that's a great way to claim the fame you know what i mean like i, I think getting called by one of the one of one of the greatest or not really greatest but a, a general manager of a time oh, that yeah. we all will remember and an owner of a company that we'll never forget, I think definitely is a great way to be a claim to fame type of story. I think that's great. No, I really do. But I think the, it's funny as fuck, honestly. That's to really answer funny. your question about the social media stuff, all I have is TikTok, really. I have the YouTube okay. channel. I do Twitch streaming every once in a while. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a big I'm not a big streamer because it's hard to get set down and like like this, it, it took me like you know I you said eight I said I could be here at eight o'clock. I was here at what eight eight o three eight o four, you know it, it, it you it's hard. It's, I have I have three kids. I got two currently and one on the way. <laughs> yeah, same, but that but that's a legitimate reason why you got to be late. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you were late because you were just hanging around bullshitting or whatever. All right, yeah, yeah, you're then yeah. you're an asshole. You know what I mean? But like you got you got a kid. You got three. So like right. I I understand. Family comes first. Always will for me, you know. Family will always come first, and, so, and of course, so yeah. But so no, it, it's fine. just hey, you if, showed up. If people want to follow me, Cody Cornette on TikTok is going to be the awesome. Wrestle Talk portion of my profile stuff, and then I have a second profile that is just Cody Wilson. That's going to be like stuff I think about, what's going on with politics, other different bullshit, anime, uh, oh, shit like that. So okay. it's just I I because this account got pigeonholed fast yeah <laughs> and then there was no way i'm getting out of it so i yeah. had to make a second account for like everything else i feel you yeah i mean you know i i focus more on wrestling gaming and stuff like that i know all of us have different tastes and shit so that's that's very exciting to hear but i'm happy to hear that you have a platform where you can at least do your thing and be able to be a part of the wrestling community in some aspect and now you got us over here on the last week in wrestling podcast so you're more than welcome to come on Anytime, you're more than welcome to come on for any of the predictions, watch alongs, anything else in between. So we always we always welcome new people. We always love to have new people coming on and stuff like that. But enough of all the pleasantries. Let's start getting into the meat, the meat and potatoes of the actual show today because we have a lineup for you guys today. Of course, this is the Last Week in Wrestling podcast. Every Thursday, you can come over here and check out me, DiMacho Nacho himself. Willie from Monday Night Willie, and now Cody Cornette. Not related to Jim Cornette by affiliation, but has the same last name in some aspect. So I'm liking the gimmick. I'm fucking with it for sure. And another New Yorker. So I, That's always a big W for me. Um, but 
We have a big, big show for you guys today. We're going to be start talking about, of course, forbidden door lineup, <laughs> money in the bank lineup, all those matches, and some of our quick thoughts on all of that stuff, as well as what MJF title reign might be ending, might not even happen at forbidden door type of thing. So there's a lot, a lot to talk about. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely get right into that very shortly, but, uh, we'll start off with, with Willie real quick, um, with everything going on in the money in the bank. When we have, we have now the men's lineup, we have the women's lineup pretty much. And of course we have a couple of big matches, Cody and Dom Dom being one of those big matches. We have a big baby face versus a Big heel, you could say right now, in the company. What do you expect to come out of a match that way? Do you see, of course, the dirty tricks Dom Dom and Rhea are going to play to get, of course, that win on Cody to continue his long journey back to Roman Reigns, as they say, is happening? Or do we think, uh, you know, this is going to be an easy win for Cody. He's going to get in there, get the job done, and then come right on out. Well... Um, it can really go one of two ways. Like, Cody and Dom is an odd match, mm-hmm. but then again, it's like, what <laughs> would really happen? Because Brock could get involved. Like, right. Ray may or may not, but then the draft would be fucking meaningless. But it's like... Well, no, Either. not necessarily because the draft, even though the draft is on separate shows, each major pay per view is going to have both brands on. Yeah, that was why I said that it, it would only make sense at Money in the Bank for Ray mm-hmm. to really get involved. And maybe you can break the rules again at SummerSlam if they are doing this mask versus hair match or whatever race. Retirement said. thing. Yeah. Yeah, the retirement match. Um, Interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's, yeah been, no. it's been talked about at least. Ray it's- Ray said it on uh, Logan Paul's podcast that if he were to ever meet Dom Mysterio again in the ring, that it would be a hair versus mask match. And if okay. he lost it, he would probably retire or something. Okay. But um, and Edge is apparently going to retire in August too. But um, what was I going to say? I say Cody and Dom. It either goes one of two ways. Cody just kicks his fucking ass with one arm and then Brock comes over and attacks or mm-hmm. Brock attacks and helps Dom win, which gives Dom more nuclear heat than he fucking already does. Yeah. But I don't know. But I, I say it's more likely to be door number one. Cody just beats Dom and then Brock comes out after. But okay. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I, my pick's Cody. Okay. Well, Cody. Do you think between Cody and Dom Dom, do you think there's going to be some foul play between him and Rhea to try to get that win over Cody, having him continue that long journey back to Roman Reigns as they keep talking about with this rematch happening at WrestleMania 40 for the belt? Or do you think that Cody's going to get in there, he's going to get the job done, and he's just going to kind of start making his, his path back to that winning victory that we we desperately want him to be? Dominic Mysterio has such nuclear heat at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That if Brock Lesnar 
were to screw Cody and give Dominic even more heat, I believe he would surpass MJF. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you have Cody Rhodes who lost to Dominic Mysterio. Right. Even if Rhea helps, it's the major part that Brock's help. So now it's Dominic going to be gloating like, I be Cody Rhodes, I be Cody right. Rhodes. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. And he's just going to run with that. And right. I can see him running with that. I personally wanted Dominic to be part of Money in the Bank and win Money in the Bank. Okay. Unfortunately, that's not happening. Right. Although the alternative, which is Logan Paul coming back to Raw, hopefully he just announces himself being part of Money in the Bank, which I'm not going to have an issue with at all. No, me neither. And I hope he wins. Mm. Because think about that. Now you have a, a YouTube celebrity, a social media celebrity. Right. Holding the briefcase as practically an ambassador for 365 days. Right. Yeah. You could wait till next money in the bank. You could have, and I would love to see this. You could have Logan Paul cash in on the same night against Seth Rollins after a match with Finn Balor. Let that rivalry continue. And then have Logan Paul on the next uh, Raw Impulsive. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Be like just just let him sit there with the championship over his shoulder. Yeah. Just let him sit there and be that cocky, arrogant son of a bitch. It's like yeah, Tyrus on Fox that. News. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. And I'd be perfectly fine with that. I don't want LA Knight to win the cha- or the, the the briefcase. Really? I don't. I don't think LA Knight. I he here's the thing. LA Knight to me is what the one, two, three kid was back in the day. Okay. The one, two, three kid was the measuring stick. I think LA Knight would be in that role. Because if you can have a match with, if you had a match with Sean Waltman and he was the yay or nay, he was, mm-hmm. he's good to go. Or right. I think LA Knight would be in that same position. Give him mid-card title runs. I think he, he unfortunately, I don't think he needs to be anywhere near main event status. Wow. But if the rumors are true, they're thinking about making this a mixed tag match which I'm not exactly thrilled about because that means Brock wouldn't be involved unless Brandy's off on the floor somewhere and Cody gets F5'd, hopefully. Right. So I'm definitely going with shenanigans is going to happen in this match, whether it's going to be mixed tag shenanigans or a one-on-one shenanigans. It's going to be up to WWE to decide, mm-hmm. but I'm going with Dominic winning this match. Okay, Fair. so you're going Dominic, and then you're you're thinking Cody, Willie. Yeah, I'm thinking Cody. You're gonna think Cody. I mean, well, in my opinion, I guess um, I feel like Cody needs to get more wins under his belt after everything that's happened as of recently. I think that with the back to back matches against Brock, 
that have not been that exciting for me. I think that Cody needs to get away from Brock in any way, shape, and form. I don't think Brock was the right choice if this is the the hard times promo, which I've said it before, I'll say it again. You know, Freddie Prince Jr. was on a, on a podcast and he was saying that his friend believes that this is the hard times promo of the modern era mm-hmm. where Cody comes back, he's the number one guy, then he falls short, of course, to Roman Reigns and then goes on this losing streak, this hard times road of what his father's promo was about. And now it's his opportunity to kind of claw his way back to the top. And having Brock be that first mountain to climb is a good person to climb. It makes sense because of the fact that this is now a Roman opponent that has faced Roman three times. And it is somebody that has really faced Roman the most out of all the other opponents that Roman has faced more than once or twice. I think there's a few other ones that he's faced maybe twice that have put up decent matches. One, of course, being the one that sticks out, of course, for me is Finn and him in Extreme Rules, which I think everybody's match, we, we definitely wanted it to go a little differently. But, uh, you know, it ended the way it ended. Uh, but I think that being the fact that Brock just lost to Roman as of recently last year in that SummerSlam, now going into WrestleMania, you know, having that opportunity to face a recently beaten animal, the beast, Brock Lesnar, is a starting point. For me, I don't think so. I don't think this was a good starting point for Cody Rhodes. I think that maybe there could have been a different route for him to go through this hard times promo and reclaw his way back to the top, whether it was facing mid-carters that were causing his loss to have that embarrassment feel on national television, losing to people like a Gable, uh, a Chad Gable, or, you know, an Otis, maybe someone from the Street Prophet, someone like a Damian Priest, a possibility now of a Dominic Mysterio. Having these moments, I think, would have been a better trajectory for Cody's hard time promo to feel a little bit more realistic. I think that with Brock and his matches that they've had have been good enough, but not something where I'm going to rewatch it back. Like that that first match with him and Brock personally was a little bit boring. Like they went in there, they did their thing. A lot of it was memes. If you really want to be, you know, very, you know, see, see it for the whole thing. The whole Squidward walk that we caught uh, Cody Rhodes doing back uh, outside of the ring. And then, of course, the memes kind of leading up to the uh, recent match that they just had in Puerto Rico uh, for, uh, you know, breaking Cody's arm and everything. And, of course, Mm -hmm. Brock's look at my face and fight me and all of this stuff. I don't think this is something that Brock's territory, if we look at Brock's history of opponents, especially with championship matches – or just opponents in general that Brock has faced. This isn't a Brock that we're normally used to or really haven't seen as of late. And seeing him be this fun-loving cowboy has been a very enjoyable gimmick for Brock, and it's been very fun to watch him have fun back in the sport that he's become 
number one in, a goat in, in some aspect. But now facing someone like a Cody Rhodes, I don't think the matches that they've delivered have really lived up to that hard times promo that they're trying to tell us. I think that now we're kind of just getting these quick Roman feuds that he's already surpassed and now leading into a possibility of a turn into the hard times promo that we've been waiting for. So thinking with this Dominic match, I feel like if he does lose, especially at Money in the Bank, being a pay-per-view that matters in all the pay-per-views that are lined up throughout the year, a loss to Dominic now would definitely put him on that hard times promo, claw back. Now I have to figure out where I actually stand. Because if I'm losing to someone like a Dominic Mysterio, then I could lose to The Miz on Monday. Then I could lose to a Chad Gable next Monday. Then I could lose to an Otis or I could lose to a, 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 a you know, Mustafa Ali if Mustafa was still around or anybody of that nature. I didn't, I didn't catch the match on Raw because I missed it, but did he lose to Miz? No. So no. he won. No, yeah. he's won. He's won, he's won TV matches. So which, he's already ruined the Hard Times promo. In a way, yes. And that's what I'm saying. It's like if you're going to have Cody be defeated at yeah. WrestleMania 40 in a huge moment of that nature, then go and win TV match, TV match, TV match, <laughs> lose a pay-per-view, win a pay-per-view, TV match, TV match, TV match, win a pay-per-view, possibly lose a pay-per-view, TV match, TV match, TV match. It's just like, where's this hard times promo then? Right. Yeah, that's what where's, I was trying. That's what I was trying to figure out because I was I was gonna say I was gonna argue your point when you were done, but I I, I just had to think about because I didn't see the match. I'm like, did he beat the Miz? Yeah. So yes, yeah, so he's, he's beaten Chad. He's beaten pretty much everybody on TV. He's only really lost two pay per views. That one mattering the most, which was of course the you know the universal one on WrestleMania 40, but yeah. then one in the um, uh, the uh, Puerto Rico match in uh, for uh, him against Brock. No, and he won his, the Puerto Rico. He lost the Saudi one. So he lost the Saudi one. He, right. he won the Puerto the Puerto Rico. But Puerto the Puerto Rico, Rico one, he won by the skin of his teeth. Yeah, correct. So that one I kind of let go and let that be like, okay, so they're going the John Cena route, which is what they did a few years back when he lost to The Rock, right. which is what I was trying to get at. But at, at, at that point, it was like, but he's won matches on TV. Right. Cena, never, Cena didn't win a match for almost a year. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the point because it's like – if the if if we're trying to redo this amazing promo that Dusty Rhodes gave us way back in the day and now trying to recreate it with his son in some type of measure trying to lead him back to the promised land of course of WrestleMania 40 and gaining the goal which was the whole story to begin with which is finally winning the belt his father never got a chance to win then these are the these matches that are on TV should be losses in his column. It right. shouldn't be wins. It should be something along the lines of winning by the skin of your teeth on a pay-per-view to show that there's some type of comeback coming, but there's not really a comeback coming when you're losing to mid-carters on a TV show. Right. So if you're going to win a pay-per-view that either 
matters or doesn't matter, whether it's money in the bank, rumble, you know, elimination chamber, what have you, then you're going to have to have him lose Monday. You have to have him lose Monday. You have to have him lose a couple of Mondays in a row. If the goal is to have him win by the skin of his teeth on a, on a, you know, in, in Puerto Rico, if you're going to have him, I'm sorry, in Saudi Arabia, but if you're going to have him lose in Puerto Rico, then you also have to have him lose leading to Puerto Rico. You need to have him come out and cut promos of, I don't understand why I'm, why all of a sudden that spunk is gone. What has happened to me? What is, what is this thing, this dark cloud that's come over me since WrestleMania 40? What is this thing that's illuminating and causing me not to be the American nightmare? Now I'm just the American disaster. There is nothing really to me anymore. There, this, this love that the fans give me is there, but I'm not giving what the fans want, which is wins. You need the fans to turn on you. You need that whole momentum leading back into that victory road that he wants to get to. So if you're going to have matches with the Brock Lesnar, who's been in the game for well over 10 years and have had amazing matches with Kurt and Eddie and Triple H and many, many more, you know, then you have to have him be that dominant figure that Brock is. You can't have Cody win one, lose one, and now it's tied, and then it's SummerSlam. What if Brock loses? Then Cody's up one, and then Cody continues to win, and then what, he loses at Money in the Bank? To Dom, okay, but what what's the point of that then? Does that start the losing streak now, or does I that now, so. you know, what 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 really brings of this of this win or loss for the money right. in the bank? So you know, to to Sean's point, you know, Sean's saying Cody's going to win, but Brock's going to attack Cody, causing Brock and Cody for SummerSlam, which yeah. makes sense. You know, something of that nature, I definitely see happening. Of course. Rhea and Dom Dom are going to definitely play their little tricks and games and stuff and shenanigans are going to happen in that match in some aspect of the matter, you know? So if, you know, the point being Dom, Dom needs this win. Dom needs to show not only for himself for that nuclear heat that he's been getting, that he could beat the American dreams, son, the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes on a platform like money in the bank in the UK, then it's, I, if I can beat Cody Rhodes, then I could beat Seth Rollins, then I could beat Austin Theory, then I could That's go fair. against Gunther. You know, like now you're giving that man that hype. And, you know, we also see kind of that replay of China and Eddie with Rhea and Dom. You've you now know? given and- me a good idea. What? You've you've now given me a way to make him the most hated man <laughs> ever. Have him lo- win against Cody Rhodes. And then at SummerSlam, after Gunther has beaten the Honky Tonk Man streak as being the longest Intercontinental Champion ever, at SummerSlam, have him beat Gunther to be the new IC champ. <laughs> that would be wild. But That'd that's something that they should great. consider to do, though. Because if you're going to give Dominic this momentum and have him being pushed, I mean, not for nothing, that Ray and Dom match and all those promos leading up to it were really good. Dominic has finally come out of his shell. He's come away from his father's wing and now has become his own wrestler. You know, many of us have kind of been worried that Dom was going to be this frightened singles superstar that wasn't going to be able to break away from his father's career and not be able to be a part of the 
you know, heritage of the Mysterio family, but now is can take that Mysterio heritage and kind of spit on it and go, I'm going to make my own now. I'm going to be my own man. And we've seen it. You know, of course, he's had the assistance of Rhea and Damian and Finn kind of guiding him in that direction. But when he gets on that mic, when he is by himself, when he is doing matches, he is performing a lot better than we all have projected him to be. So having Dom win a match like this of this type of caliber, I think is detrimental to his career going forward, especially if you're going to now talk to him about I see championship a possibility, a United States one, a tag team with him and Finn or him and Damien and, right. and, you know, go go after the big gold and kind of have the judgment day start collecting the gold like the, the bloodline did. So, you know, you know, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with it all. But, um, you know, I, I'm 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 happy to hear everyone else's opinions and, and, and stuff like that. If anybody wants to add on to that crazy rant that I that I just did for about 20 minutes, it felt like. So when is SummerSlam this year? August. August 5th. Shit. Gunther will have it the month after to beat the honky tonk man's reign. So it would be what's the September seventh. September yeah. what pay-per-view? They, it wouldn't they be any pay-per-view. They don't have a pay-per-view release yet. They're, they're, the rumor is, is that after SummerSlam, it may be brand-specific pay-per-views. Huh. And then go back to Survivor Series being double, uh, Royal Rumble being double, WrestleMania being double, SummerSlam being double, and then maybe Money in the Bank being double. I hated that they made Money in the Bank a brand-specific pay-per-view in the first uh initial brand split of this modern era <coughs> right because it was only raw superstars or smackdown superstars that got that i'm like that's dumb yeah yeah no for sure um but did anyone want to add to any of that that i just that i just said i nope. mean other than i think that cody should just be losing like my philosophy there there's two things that they should have done and they completely screwed it up they screwed austin theory's money in the bank yeah, they they had they had they knew what was going to happen at Mania. They mm -hmm. knew what was going to happen at Mania. So why not screw Cody anyways and still take the belt off of Roman? Have Cody win, but never hold the championship. Because as soon as he's about to get like the ref is about to hand it to him, Austin Theory comes out of nowhere, decks him with the briefcase, cashes it in, beats Cody, becomes the new world champ. Now the story is. Like his father just reversed. Father held the championship, never won it. He won the championship, never held it. Mm. So now run with that story with Austin Theory as a chicken shit heel. Right. But they screwed that up. Now they had the opportunity to have Cody Rhodes be beaten every single night until Royal Rumble and then have him come out and be the number one entrant and go the distance. But now they've screwed that up with him winning matches in the middle of all these different rivalries. Right. So it it just it sucks that they've hopefully they can correct the they can right the wrong and have Cody lose from here on out, which right. I'm okay with, and then do the rumble. Because granted, it would suck having number one go back to back. Yeah. But they did it with 30. They did it with 27. They did it with 
another number that I can't think off the top of my head. But if Cody Rhodes goes a distance, he's the one that's going to be able to tell that story from number one to 30. Right. So I'm okay with that. Right. No, I, I, I think that's a very good point as well. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully they do correct the wrongs that they've kind of already made with this whole Cody Rhodes um, trekking back to Roman Reigns journey. But um, speaking a little bit more on Money in the Bank, and then, of course, we're going to get to my, I think, my favorite pay-per-view of this month, which is, of course, Forbidden Door, um, is we have the women's Money in the Bank. Um, we oh. have a majority of, I know, everyone, everyone, every time I talk about the women's shit, everybody starts going, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. I have um, a certain yeah. reason, and it's not because of the participants, it's not because of the match, it's because of the winner. All right, so then I'm going to start with you. So then what is what do you what do you hope for coming out of this money in the bank even if it isn't the the person you hopefully it's the person you want it to be, but if it isn't the person you want it to be, what do you hope happens? Okay, here here's the god's honest truth. I could give two shits less which woman wins the money in the bank briefcase. <laughs> could care less. Okay. There, 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 there is not a single one of them that a deserves it. Bailey does not need to be the second two-time winner of the Money in the Bank briefcase. Mm-hmm. But they're either going to give it to her or they're going to give it to EO and cause that riff. That's how I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, maybe Becky Lynch to continue on the rivalry with Trish. Whatever. Again, I don't care either way. There's so many possibilities. What I hope for that doesn't happen, and I will be live streaming this, if I see the women's money in the bank cashed in within 24 hours, either on the same night or on Raw. Well, they can't be 24 hours now because they're on Saturday, so thank God they can't screw that up again. But this would be the sixth year in a row that the Money in the Bank briefcase for the women's side would be cashed in within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, okay, so go into your point quickly, and then I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Willie jump in here because I know he has a little bit to, a little bit to say about this. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I you know I, I know Willie's like eh, you know I don't really give a shit either, but uh, you know with with you know the the rumor is like you said that EO and Asuka are going to have, I know Wolf was talking about it today in the, in the group chat today on Twitter and everything, but the, the, the rumor that's going around is that it's going to be EO. And if EO wins, it's going to be, of course, Asuka. And those two are going to have that feud for the women's um, title. So if that is the case, if EO is the one that does win, does that lessen the, 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 the blow of, them turning around and cashing it in Monday, or do you still want it to wait until another pay-per-view like a SummerSlam to cash it in and have a like a promo build up going into August? So again, I, I I would rather have that I would I would like the average days held of that briefcase go up by at least three months. Mm. Wow. Okay. Because six women Six women have brought the average of that briefcase being held down significantly from 348, 46 or 48 days, which is the record is held by Carmella. 
Car fucking Mella has that record. Right. Which is upsetting. But every year after that, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Oscar, uh, Nikki Ash, and Liv Morgan within 24 hours have cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase. Alexa Bliss, Bailey, and Liv cash it in on the same night. Oscar and Nikki Ash cash it in on Raw. Technically, Oscars shouldn't count, but they counted anyways because they were fighting for the Raw Women's Championship inside the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Which nobody fucking knew until Becky Lynch came out and said, I'm preggers. So, yeah, great. Ruin that moment. But... <sighs> Oh God! It, they, I, I feel I, like they I feel the stress as you talk about right, this. like coming it, off of your body. You have good wrestler, good wrestler. Well, let's see here. It was Bailey? No, Alexa Bliss. Bailey it was Carmella. Oscar. Well, I'm talking about the ones that cashed in 24 hours and oh, okay, within yeah, the 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. So it was Alexa first, and Bailey, Oscar, Nikki Ash, Liv. So you have. Three good wrestlers that could have held on to it and had decent storylines built in for them. Mm. A superhero. Thanks, Vince. <laughs> yeah. And a Barbie doll that Ronda Rousey should have taken on within five minutes and broken half when she was a fucking teenager. But I digress. <laughs> yes. I love this guy. <laughs> so it's just... It... It bothers me that they haven't taken... And people bitch and argue with me all the fucking time about the briefcase. Well, it's in the rules. Yeah, but the men, they've only cashed in on the same night twice. Kane and Dean Ambrose. I love Dean Ambrose cashing. Yeah, Kane in 2010 against Rey Mysterio after he saved Rey Mysterio and then beat him down, which whatever. Um, And then Dean Ambrose which everybody and their blind grandmother saw coming. (laughs) So like we knew that was going to happen. They're due for a same night cash in, which is why I'm okay. If Logan Paul does it, but I swear to God, if any of these women cash in on the same fucking night, I'm going to break things. I'm going to, (laughs) I'm going to scream to the heavens it's going to annoy. I'm ah, they when they do that shit six years in a row, it means they don't care. It means they right. don't care about the women's division. They had no plan going forward. Fuck it. Yeah, Willie. Well, he he essentially took it to the fucking ballpark with that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, to take your steam, but I just, no, no, no it's it. fine. We it, man. We feel, I, no, we feel it's fine. Cause I've said it before too. It's like, cause the women's match, it's sort of become predictable where he, like he said, well, fuck, <laughs> I don't care who wins now because whoever wins will cash in the same night, whether or not they win it or they lose it is anybody's fucking guess. But I mean, who do I want to win it? I would say EO. Um, but then again, like everyone's like, oh, we want Oscar versus EO. I'm gonna say a hot take here. I think Oscar beat I think Charlotte beats Oscar whenever the fuck they have their match. I love Charlotte. She doesn't need to. 
Like she doesn't need to, but WWE loves her in more than she, in she more ways. She'd be then what? One rain away from tying Daddy. One one rain away, but technically she already did if you count the Divas Championship. Right, right, which is why I don't understand why they don't count that because they they're counting the the when they switched it from the Diva to Women's as one right. rain. Correct. Yeah, they're counting the Divas. They don't count the Divas as, as one rain. Belt. But and yet, they when they did the title switches on the brands, they counted it as a separate reign. And, and she also, and they also don't count it's the, the WWE. Anything can happen. They don't. And they don't the count NXT. the NXT women's reign when she won it from uh, Rhea. Yeah, well, she held it twice, so she would have been seventeen time actually by now. So she would have been seventeen time if she beat Tosca. That's that's how much they love Charlotte Flair. Because she's Ric Flair's daughter. Hmm. Wah, wah. Who's okay? Who's in the women's money in the bank? Because I'm trying to think off the top of my well, head. I know I only know like two or three off the top of my. I head. know it's Eo yeah. Bailey, Eo oh, Bailey, uh, Becky, Selena, Selena, Vega, Selena um, Becky, Zoe Stark, Zoe Stark, and there's one more. I think it's Raquel. is it Raquel Rodriguez? Is it or Gonzalez? Whatever the fuck her last name is now. Well, they love her, so I wouldn't be surprised. She has a big back, they say. She's got a back. It is. Oh, fuck me. If you ask nicely. <laughs> uh, currently, it is Eo, Selena, Becky, Zoe, Bailey. And that's it. Yeah, one, two to be determined. Why? So we have one more, one more woman to make, make it a six. One more woman, which is going to be Raquel. Let's let's be honest here. Um, but I mean, oh, out of all the options we have right now, I'd say either Eo or Becky. But I, I don't think Becky really needs it. But if you want to be like, she accomplished everything. Yes. Zelina's on SmackDown. Right. Mm -hmm. Bailey's on SmackDown. Yep. Yep. Becky's on Raw. Zoe's on Raw. Zoe's on Raw. So the next one has to be on Raw. Since right. they gotta be. But I'm trying to think. Do they Either. give it? Oh God. It's gotta be Raquel. Oh, she's I just on Raw. had a horrible. I just had a horrible thought process in my head. It's gotta be Raquel. Yeah, she's share on with Raw, the group. Right? Share with the group. Oh fuck me. <laughs> so. Oh my life. <laughs> Um, Charlotte and Oscar is how many weeks away? Two. Uh, two now on SmackDown. So, is it before Money in the Bank or after the day Money before? The day before. The day before. Literally, yeah. literally the day before. <laughs> it's literally the day before. Twenty four hours. So, so which means that whoever wins the last placement for Money in the Bank on Raw. There's an uh, there's a possibility that they're going to either face Rhea or Charlotte Flair. Because if if or they memory make it serves a us right, if memory serves us right, and the way that they love the Flair Foundation and the Flair family, uh -huh. there's a very good possibility Charlotte wins on a SmackDown for the belt, and it's Charlotte defending the belt against either. Selena, Bailey, or Eo. And there isn't a women's title match currently on the card. Not no. <laughs> nope. No. Nothing for Rhea and nothing for Asuka. 
Well, Rhea might be in a fucking mixed tag match or something. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Rhea might be in a mixed tag. Which which would be pointless. If Brandy Rhodes comes comes to town. <laughs> Brandy for the World Women's go. Championship. Be fucking crazy. I'd die. I would die. That'd be so me. funny. Uh oh. Who said this was open mic night? God, kill me now. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. What and just you, happened? Well, you're frozen right now on my screen. Yeah, my computer just Mine went. Durr. Yeah, my computer shit when it comes to this app, too. There we go. There yeah, we go. it's all good now. Okay. Don't know what happened. But, anyhow, <laughs> my thought process was now... And I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. If a raw win, if a raw woman wins the money in the bank, either way, I think it's gonna be cashed in the same night. But I think whoever wins the money in the bank will cash in the same night. It's gonna piss me. Oh, god damn it! Why is my computer overheating? It shouldn't be overheating. I have like four fans in it. <laughs> Stupid thing. See? And this is a reason why I play on console and I don't spend all that damn money on a PC. See? <laughs> I want to waste my, my time on a PC when I could have four fans, seven, seven, seven fucking fans, and it's still fucking free. All right? So another point was made today. I know it's a wrestling podcast, but another point is made today that PC gaming isn't always the answer. All right, that's all I got to say to that. Shockingly, when I played those gaming emulators for the past two days, my computer doesn't overheat, but only when I'm on here does it, and it's weird. It's, it's a lot to see me, I guess. They know. Uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot to see me. No, nah, maybe it's me. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you if, if you're using Google Chrome or something, it takes a lot of resources to try to keep everything under a certain temperature and it's a pain right in the ass mm. yeah okay but so nonetheless go. yes so there yeah, is everything's a possibility good. that for raw it could be catching on the same night or for smackdown it could yeah. either be it could wait to a smackdown or it could also be cashed in on the same night well because the way i was thinking was if if the charlotte match was afterwards i thought they were going to do bianca and oscar on money in the bank but they haven't they haven't announced a women's championship match yet. So here's the hoping that we do more than a 24 hour reign with the briefcase. Hopefully, maybe that's the point. Maybe not having a, a, a women's title match on that night is so that way we get a longer reign with the with the briefcase mm -hmm. for either one. Because I mean, yeah. the, it the possibility of having a mixed gender tag match between Cody and his wife versus Rhea and Dom is very unlikely I hope to so. happen. But I hope so. <laughs> if it happens, it happens, you know, and that's the only way that the title would be then cashed in mm -hmm. on the same night is if that were to happen. But if there is no title match and Rhea is just there, yeah, then she's just there. You know, there's a possibility, but I mean, with, Zoe and Beck and, and Zoe and Becky being the only two right now from Raw to 
be in there, which already have bad blood. Yeah. The, the opportunity of that title match is slim. Yeah, without a doubt. So, yeah, Raw doesn't really have a lot of star power in their women's division. Which I'm okay with. That means more opportunities for other women. True. I mean, yeah, so it would have to be just Raquel, in my opinion, because I don't know really any other woman from Raw <laughs> off the top of my head. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, the only other opponent, per se, would be, you know, Raquel uh, and everything. So who who really knows? But nonetheless, we shall see. Money in the Bank is about two weeks away from Saturday. So we do have some time. Um, but what we don't have time is we are about a day away from AEW Collision. The premiere episode is this Saturday. I know. I'm just as excited about the CCM Punk as well. Uh, but um, I quickly want to run down some of the moments that are going to be happening, of course, on Collision. And then that will kind of bring us into the hidden door and MJF and everything like that to wrap up the show. But um, nonetheless, we have Collision. And, of course, the main event of the actual show is going to be CMFTR versus Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Sweet Tooth himself from Twisted Metal, Samoa Joe. And I think honestly, this is the this is this is the main event that some are split on. Some are happy about it, some are not happy about it. The some that are happy about it are mostly fans of, of course, CM Punk who are been waiting for his return, been waiting for his comeback, that have been dying to see him come back again and be in that spotlight, shining again, being the Mr. Panera muffin eating, throwing crazy <laughs> scrum having man that we all know him for. Um, but others are more excited to see people like Andrade come back, Miro yeah. come back, and be in action in matches. You know, Andrade versus Buddy Matthews. That's that is going to be a crazy. match, right? Yeah. Very excited to see something like that happen. But nonetheless, of course, the biggest conversation for Collision, besides being in Chicago, is, of course, CM Punk. So, Willie, we'll start with you. Yeah. You dressed up as CM Punk for a, one of our recent AEW pay-per-view watch-alongs. It's meme worthy. Great. What? I said it's meme-worthy. Meme worthy. I listen. I still watch the video back. I I still love it. So. Oh yeah, I, no. I only watch the intros, and then the whole rest of the show, I turn it off because I've been yeah, exactly. I'm pissed and bitter so, the whole rest of the show. Yeah, the the intros are the best part show. of that whole entire show for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, being the person who dressed up as CM Punk, are you excited? Is this is this? I mean, besides the match itself being exciting, is this a return you're happy to have? Is this something that you're like, okay, I'm excited for him to come back, but not as much as I really thought it was going to be. I, I want to hear your thoughts before we head over to Cody. Well, I mean, if you asked me when when the brawl out thing first happened, I, I, I would have been like, fuck him and everything he's about. But again, I'm going to be the average Twitter and be like, oh, he draws. But it's like, you're muted. Again. Mike's muted. You're, you're muted. The fuck he does. 
<laughs> that was why I said I'll be the average uh, Twitter guy. But um, I mean, it's safer to have him in that six man tag because fragile fucking Phil. If he were to face Jay White one on one, he'd break his foot again. But I mean, the fact that they're having him return is just sort of questionable mm-hmm. because it's like you're having a guy who attacks your executive vice president. Sure. You let him off for nine months, but to heal because he was hurt. He was, he was hurt from that John Moxley <laughs> match and the EVPs literally have no power except for Omega, who has like some sort of power over the women's matches for like creativity. And he creates the AEW games. Which is that really it? This is what I've always said about Kenny Omega. He's a failed game designer that found his foot in another door. Mm, That's true. how I've always looked at Omega. He's a failed game designer who found another revenue or another avenue to get back in the gaming. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And now we got Fight Forever, which is looking pretty great. But uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to really feel until I guess the day of. I mean, he's gonna have a microphone in his hand too. My man's yeah, gonna actually scary. say something, which is like, yeah, no, I'm scared for it. Like, what the fuck <laughs> what are you gonna have him say? Right. Because they don't really script their promos that much. So punk can all. really have free yeah, if at all. So punk pretty much has free reign to do whatever the fuck he wants. I'm pretty sure that the only thing controversial punk could say is that Casey Anthony was innocent. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna go that far. Like it. Like either that or OJ was innocent. Like you know, like some some of that nature. OJ is think... already doing that on TikTok, so I knew. <laughs> yeah, really need to say that. <laughs> <laughs> My man's yeah, OJ's been TikTok. preaching about himself for, for a little while. Yeah, on OJ's TikTok, already doing saying, that. saying he's been innocent this whole time. But no, I mean, you know, to Willie's point, you know, quickly, and then I'm I'm gonna shoot it over to you, Cody. You know, to to, to Willie's point, like, you know, I, I I'm someone who. Found CM Punk via WWE, like we all kind of did, to yeah. who wasn't there for and and stuff like that. And you know, as someone, I like I, I take wrestling a little seriously. And when I find a wrestler I I really enjoy and I like, I go back and I watch their coming up, and I watch their Ring of Honor and their indie shows and all of that. And I I was a fan of CM Punk. I, I watched his uh, Ring of Honor. One of my favorite matches with him is, of course, against with Eddie and Rey Mysterio, that triple threat match. You know, I think that showcased a lot of CM Punk's talent, not only in the ring, but outside of the ring itself leading into that match. So, you know, CM Punk, whether you whether you like him or not, I, I unfortunately don't like the guy as much as I once did. I think his pipe bomb that he did in WWE needed to happen because there needed to be awareness of some of the things that he was saying that was true at the time that right. needed to be spoke about, you know, with, with him working with the WWE, you know, if you, if you watch some of his biography, I guess you can call it uh, or documentary of, of, of that road trip through WWE, you know, mm-hmm. he wrestled a lot of the time with an injury concussions and arm issues, leg problems, kneecaps. Like there was a lot of the time where he was performing five-star matches 
with concussions against legendary wrestlers and having better matches than your Rocks and Cena's at the time and still not getting that opportunity to shine and be your number one guy. So to me, when he made that statement with that you know pipe bomb, it made sense at the time. Not many people who were fans of him or understood what he was doing, understood what was really happening. He was peeling back that fourth wall and explaining like, listen, you may think that the rocks and the seniors of the world are going to be here forever, but they're not. You know, these guys have other avenues to live off of besides WWE, and they're not putting themselves in the positions like I am to give you those five-star matches. I'm not working with these people just because I have to. It's because I want to. I'm giving you everything in the ring, and that's why I am the best in the world. And at that time, he really was. He was exactly what he was saying. You know, he was somebody that we wanted to be champion and have that reign. And when it happened at Money in the Bank and he blew that kiss to Vince McMahon, like we all were excited because now he finally got his due. He finally got everything that he's been working and bitching for for that long amount of time. But when it comes then now to AEW, you know, he's still, I feel like, in the mindset that it's his way or no way, which, and WWE may have worked to an extent because maybe you weren't given that respect or look or match types that you were definitely deserving of at the time. But with AEW, it's a very different ball game. This kind of feels like a WCW early 1990s attitude era type of wrestling. This isn't the regular scripted stuff that we would normally see on a Raw or a SmackDown. These promos aren't written and rehearsed and stuff like that. These guys are, you know, performing to the best of their ability every single night or once a week sometimes just to give us these two-hour moments, these one-hour moments. So when CM Punk is deciding to act a fool on a media scrum outlet and say that he's tired and he's done and he's tired of being treated like a second-class citizen and he's not where he should be because of people holding him back, like the EVPs and the Cole Cabanas and the Tony Khans. It's like, you shouldn't be saying that now because now it's not the truth. The truth is AEW is a different platform. This is a different wrestling type of community that is allowing you to be your own superstar. There isn't really Tony per se watching over you like Vince did and guiding you in the way that they want he wants the show to be done. It's how do you want the show to be done? How do you want your matches to be done? Who do you want to put over? Who do you want to win in these circumstances? So to me, having that moment and that media scrum made his career a joke because now everything that he's worked for now kind of looks really bad. Now he's complaining about things that aren't something to be complaining about. And if it is a problem, it shouldn't be aired out now on a media scrum per se. It's not something that can be talked about on television anymore. Now you have to handle it like a business professional. This is a business. So then him then attacking Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and his friend also doing that as well. You know, that also doesn't help your case in the slightest by everything that you've just said on that media scrum. If you're upset with what directions maybe the the way Kenny and the Young Bucks were raised in that deep south type of wrestling compared to the up north 
wrestling difference that they kind of seem to have that combative nature with with the two different types of groups. It it then is something where it's a conversation that needs to be had compared to blasting it all out on the media where a lot of these people like not people not like us that don't understand wrestling that don't follow this on a weekly basis and read everything that we can as fans, you know, are just media outlets waiting for that next big, you know, moment piece to have their page looked at and all the subscribers and all this, that, and the third have them blow up. This is a very different now type of uh, era of wrestling that we're in. And with Kenny's background and, and the Young Bucks background of not only Ring of Honor, but New Japan and different forms of wrestling styles and stuff like that kind of being meshed into AEW with other styles as well. It's not a platform now where you can air grievances like that, especially out in the public. It's time to now kind of act your age. And if you have a problem, you need to sit down with those EVPs and the Tony Khans and say, listen, I get what you've been doing with Cody and now not with Cody. And I appreciate everything you've been offering me, but this is the direction that I would like to go into. And with my experience and my professional background, I think I would bring a lot more to the table. And I think maybe if they had a discussion of that nature, things would have been a lot different for CM Punk's outlook. And we wouldn't have had that nine month vacancy where his contract's up in the air. And now he's suspended. Now he's gone. Now we're creating a brand new show. Now he's coming back. Now he's the focal point of the show. Now he's the main card of the show. Now he's the show itself that everybody's watching. He's the premiere. He's this, he's that. And it's this whole buildup around him now just because he can't play well with others. And it's kind of funny too because, you know, Kenny's still a part of that executive producer type of status. So he's also producing the same shows that Punk is on. So he's still in the back while these shows are going on to make sure everything is going to according to plan. So if you're still having a problem with somebody that you really haven't hashed it out with yet, now going to be the quote unquote star of this brand new show, as it seems to be, this is something I would hopefully squash before the show's launched so that way we don't have in six months, three months from now even, uh, an issue of some of some type of what we had prior with that media scrum incident. So, Cody, to you now, you know, I know I spoke crazy, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you have to say with that. Oh, where to start? <laughs> so well the, the, the thing it's like where to start it's like do, 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 do we start from all out do we start from uh the media scrum do we start from punk being a bitch do we start from just like you know the evps being even bigger bitches um just that's fine man that's fine we're in New York. We shooting. We shooting. We shooting. You know what I mean? It, it's all. It's all the schoolgirls fighting over the shiny vibrator. That's pretty much what this is right now, and that's all. It's over. Always going to be. It's. It's just. It, I love it. Let's start with Punk. Punk said what he said. Now, to a point, I agree with him. Those fuckers couldn't manage a Walmart. Now. I don't think they should have their EVP status because in my opinion, the way that the Bucks and Omega look at professional wrestling and I've met the Bucks, they're nice Christian boys. They, you know, they're good people. 
But the way that they look at professional wrestling, AEW is the biggest indie federation in the country. It is the only indie promotion that has TV time. Yeah. Punk saw this and said, let's make this an actual competition to Vince. Right. And once that mindset came about, it was Camp Punk or Camp Elite. It was either take this seriously or treat it like a video game with your friends. Mm. Punk wanted to take it seriously. And you can tell he wanted to take it seriously with the match from Darby Allen, Adam Page, and the rivalry with MJF. Okay. That alone was wrestling in itself. Right. And then you had all the bullshit going on with all of everybody else. Right. I would love to beat down Tony Khan verbally, but the problem is, is that when he saw CM Punk and heard CM Punk start spewing the venom, he was too high on coke to realize he was spewing venom. He was seeing unicorns and rainbows popping out of CM Punk's mouth at that point. That's why you always see him bug-eyed. It's like, let me, let me let me ask you a question with with, with that because it, it just it came to me before and I, I was going to speak about it, but I, I want to hear your thought on it. And and of course, after you're done, we'll let Willie kind of speak on it too. Do you think between what you said with Tony, do you think that Tony is the wrong fit to be the CEO of AEW and having that type of direction that he's trying to give in the sense of making it a competition between him and Vince? Or do you think Tony's the right person to be in that driver's seat with everybody else kind of following in shotgun and passenger? Tony Khan being in the driver's seat is like asking Britney Spears to be in the driver's seat. It's not a good idea. Oh my god! Holy shit! Uh, yeah, Tony we definitely Khan, gotta have you back on. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Tony Khan being in the driver's seat is a horrible idea because he said in a Sports Illustrated interview, you know, a well-known magazine yeah. for sports. This is literally a continuation of his '97 EFED. Mm. Almost thirty years later, he's using daddy's money to play with real-life toys. Right. He's doing nothing. He he makes Vince Russo cringe with the shit that he pulls. <laughs> Jesus. Like it it oh my god, it boggles my mind that this motherfucker runs one professional wrestling company, bought out another and the second one is doing better than the first one. Yeah. It's owned by the same guy, two completely different fucking shows. Yep. If you think I, about it, Tony has Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, and Ring of Honor. He has four shows. And added the four And before shows, that, he had Dark two. and Elevation. Uh, right. Yeah. So, two, so he had five at one point. Now he dropped two. So now he has... Four, yeah, four or five. Seven, sorry, sorry. So he had six four. at one point. Now he has six at one four. point. Now he has four. 
Yeah, and two of them are doing better than the than one currently, and we don't know yet what the outcome of Collision is going to be. Well, well, I'll tell you exactly what the clusterfuck. Well, they, it's a good thing they named the Collision because clusterfuck isn't going to work on TV. <laughs> That's that's what the result of collision is going to be. It's going to be a huge fucking clusterfuck to the point where Tony Khan's going to be like, man, I really hope the Warner execs don't see this. <laughs> well, because they were in talks of buying AEW and putting right. them on HBO Max, where then, but so then that's so that's the other conversation. All too, access right? is on HBO Max right now, right? But that's right. the only thing. And but- then on top of that, AEW Dynamite Rampage. And collisions shows would be available the next day on HBO Max. And there was even talks about the pay-per-views going on to HBO Max, like a live service, like uh how like the weekend and a lot of the musicians did their live shows on HBO. They would be able to be able to watch it now through HBO instead because of that Warner Brother deal. So instead of paying that $60 or $40 or whatever it may be for pay-per-views, we would now be signing up for a subscription to do Rampage, uh, Dynamite, Collision, and then the pay-per-views throughout the year. So that's three shows every week plus one pay-per-view every other month. And here's the here's the beauty Possibly kicker too, and the TV pay per views as well. This is this is what makes Tony Khan the biggest, dumbest, fucking retarded businessman in all of professional wrestling. He owns Ring of Honor. He has the Honor Club back up and running. It's yeah. ten dollars a month. He has already a wrestling streaming service. Why not put that shit on there? Oh, I know why. Because every pay per view will never be live streamed to the streaming service you have to buy it through fight and you won't be able to see it through the streaming service for two months right why the fuck do i want the streaming service then right like you you've but literally with that now- Warner brothers deal it was going to be the opposite what was going right. to happen was that if the sunday pay-per-view was going to happen monday morning you were <laughs> able to re-watch the pay-per-view Right, but what I'm saying is, is that he already owns a streaming service. Right, no, I know, I get that. Like, that I, that's, that's the crazy part. That blows my mind. Like, yeah. Vince McMahon is literally looking at him like, He's just you blowing through money, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And it's true because he, in a way, he's just blowing through daddy's money. You know, there's going to come a point where how WCW had to come to a standstill. And Vince was just going to come to him with a number. And at one point, daddy's just going to say yes. And he's going to be tired of Tony's shit because <sighs> now he has four shows Two, you know, honest, in my opinion, Dynamite's a very good show throughout the week. It's a good way to start the week off in wrestling. If you're an AEW fan, Rampage, not so much. Ring of Honor on That's Thursdays. Cool. Definitely a, a a thing to watch if you don't watch it because you don't want to pay the $10. The clips and highlights are definitely worth watching. And if you do want to watch it, pay the $10 because it's not you're not throwing that $10 away at that point. You're actually watching really good up-and-coming superstars plus a lot of New Japan collisions as well on that Ring of Honor program. So right. you're, get, you're definitely getting your money's worth for that $10. But now you're adding a 
brand new show. Mind you, they're adding a brand new show on a weekend night where many people of our age group and higher, if you don't have a kid, if you're not a parent, you're not in your 40s or something, that's not home by 7 o'clock, that's with children, you're you're not going to be watching the show. A lot of us who are younger and stuff go out on the weekends. We're going yeah. to clubs. We're going. We're doing things. We're hanging out with friends. We're watching movies. We're going to play D and D. I don't go to clubs no more. I, I, listen, there's a lot of stories. I can't go to them no more. I get a little too buck wild. I, I can't go no more. But anyway, uh, you know, so I, Dylan had to come back. Dylan had to stay home for a little bit. All right. So Dylan, Dylan party's a little too hard. All right. So uh, you know, I you know, I can't go out no more. But anyway, you know, a lot of us oh, are though. A lot man. of us, especially now in the summertime. They're going out. I live, you know, on, on Long Island. I live near the Hamptons. So mm-hmm. where I'm at from, you know, roughly May to September is Party Central. And it's just clubs and bars and having fun. And I get that. Nobody's going to want to go home unless you're a true wrestling fan or a content creator like ourselves to mm. sit home on a Saturday to be like, great. Oh, I can't wait. It's wrestling night on a Saturday for two hours. I'm not going to be used to that. Show. It's like Saturday is always like the day off from wrestling. And, and now it's going to be like, oh, fuck, another wrestling day. So now and, mm-hmm. and if you and now if we really think about it, we're going to be at times doing seven days a week of wrestling. That's Monday Night Raw. That's Tuesday Night NXT. Well, I don't cover Wednesday that night, TNA and Ring of Honor on Thursdays. Friday night SmackDown, Friday night Rampage, Saturday night Collision, plus a pay-per-view that night. So sometimes WWE is going to be competing with Collision's audience to watch because there's going to be pay-per-views on Saturday night starting at the same time the Collision is. And then on Sundays is also going to be a pay-per-view for AEW. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at seven days a week of wrestling content, which – to many is great. Yay. I'm so happy. But to people like us who know what's good wrestling and know what's absolute dog shit wrestling, it's like a pick and choose and coming to those service platforms. Like you were saying, Cody, you know, now it is a pick and choose. Am Mm -hmm. I going to spend that $10 for ring of honor to watch it once a week and maybe see pay-per-views either on a Saturday or a Sunday that are good, but they're not going to be as frequent as AEW. Right. I could also just watch WWE's three shows, three days a week on TV for what I'm paying already my, for my cable provider or through YouTube TV or any TV platform, right. You know, three days a week, plus a pay-per-view through Peacock, which I'm already paying for. So you're already, you're kind of picking and choosing. And now the fact that Warner brothers kind of getting involved with this whole AEW buying them to put them on, their program when they already have the ID channel, Discovery channel, yep. the, the fucking uh, History channel, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon. Like, they got everything. So, like, yeah. now it's just, like, people really going to go out of their way to watch AEW on HBO when they could be watching old cartoons from their childhood or brand new shows like The Idol or, you know, Outland- Outlanders or something like that or, you know, Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Like- I, I will – I'll argue that. I will argue that because if, if AEW is selling for $10 a, a month compared to $50 a shot – Yeah, it makes sense. I, I, I'm doing it. Right. Because I'm – I regretted paying $50 for fucking double or nothing. 
I, we, I, we, I, we, we did tell. We did I, tell. I, I, I pirated I had, I had to. I pirated. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, well, I can't pirate it because it, it, it I feel bad, A, yeah, because it's like and, these guys worked hard to, to get to this point. And yeah. B, I don't trust any of these sites to not give me a virus that will make my computer look like Tara Reed after a night of drinking. I, <laughs> yeah. I just, it, the, the whole thing pisses me off that Triple H, Tony Khan, Gabe Sapolsky, uh, whoever the fuck is running New Japan at the moment, uh, and Scott Damore can't get together and say, let's make a platform or a service (laughs) for wrestling fans that they can watch everything. See, but the only, the only problem with that is I think triple H Tony and everybody else would be in agreement. I don't think Vince would be in agreement. To Vince, to Vince, (laughs) I think it would matter if it's a lot of other people's promotions on his now platform. For Vince, it seems to be where we all know Vince. We've 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 watched Vince grow up throughout the years and stuff, especially me and you, Cody. We know Vince for a very long time and right. seen how he's been throughout the years and all of the fun situations he's dragged himself through. So we know that to Vince, it's WWE or nothing. And it makes sense. You know, he has a he has a company that besides that his father started, he brought to a brand new plateau, giving all of us fans alike and many other generations to come a platform where we can all enjoy multiple different type of uh, generational wrestlers of different eras and stuff and be able to go back into that vault and pick back all of our favorite moments. But if he's going to be working alongside the likes of Tony Khan and people from New Japan and TNA and all of that, then I think it might become more of a, a battleground of who's a better promotion. And if let's say one, one of them has a better week or two and outshines, let's say an AEW or a WWE, I think Vince might take it personally and might want to back out of the program because now it's hurting him as a person. And besides hurting him as a person, it's going to hurt us as fans. I think the idea is a great idea because if it's one payment of fifteen dollars, let's say, or hell, twenty, I'll even yeah. pay twenty bucks I'll a month for that for for AEW, WWE, uh, New Japan, TNA, Ring of Honor, and including pay per views. I'm not gonna. And then we can add GCW to it. Yeah. We can add a whole indie section to it. So there's definitely room to grow on that. That'd be like platform. 30, 35. Yeah, like I'm, I'm to me, that's worth the money per month right. because now I'm saving the $50 on the pay per views. So whether the pay per view is good or not, I paid 20 bucks. It's not that big of a deal anymore. I can rewatch old episodes. I can rewatch the old, old TV shows that aired that day that I wasn't able to watch. I can now go back to rewatch pay per views. I can go back into the vault and watch classic moments from Ring of Honor or New Japan or TNA or WWE or anything. But mm-hmm. to me, I think that Vince wouldn't look at it as a win for him as a promoter. I think he would look at it as a, how much competition is going to be on here besides myself. And is it worth being in the same ballpark 
as all these other competitors. So here's the thing about Vince. I don't give a shit what Vince says. Vince is no longer in the picture. Vince only has control of quote unquote WWE. But if the board of directors of Endeavor get a hold of this. Yeah. No, they would, they would, they would buy it in a heartbeat. Vince is going to get bent over with a strap on. That's what's going to happen. And he's going to like it and say more daddy, because he's going to get a lot of money. It's he's not going to say no, or, or he's just going to take his severance package and walk away. That's which is what is stapled or stated in his contract. He literally has the best of both worlds. He can do whatever the fuck he wants at this point. So whether or not he likes it, if Triple H goes above his head, which is possible, Endeavor goes, hmm, more money, you say? All right. Let's do it. $20 a month times a million people is almost is a, is a chunk of money is, that can be distributed through 20 million? Multiple, multiple avenues of wrestlers, multiple avenues of executives. UFC Endeavor is going oh, to yeah. be loaded. Oh yeah, and that. then put UFC with that on top of it. Yeah, it's a that's but see now Dana that would bump into like that. forty a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm but forty dollars a month compared yeah. to fourteen ninety or eleven ninety nine for Peacock, fifty dollars yep. for pay per views. Yep, only can watch it for the first two months and then it's gone, never yep. to be seen again. Yep, I pay seventy two ninety nine for YouTube TV just to watch. <laughs> Well, I, I had cable vision, but I, I stopped, but whatever. Crazy. And then I, I, and yeah, oh yeah. Let's, I mean, let's... I can't complain. I pay a hundred for Hulu TV for HBO Max and shit like that yeah, on top see? of it. You, so yeah. I, I, I can't complain much. You get it. And then I have, <laughs> I, yeah, I pay seventy two ninety nine a month. God, I remember TV. when YouTube TV was 35 bucks a month. <laughs> yep. I remember, that's when I bought into it. And then they raised it up to 72. And that, and that, mind you, I only watch YouTube TV. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and now Saturdays. I don't even use it. Oh, I watch it every day. More than that. I'm either podcasting with everybody, Mm -hmm. working, gaming, streaming for games, writing scripts for this shit, me and Willie talking about universe mode. I'm doing something else than watching TV. A year ago, I was just sitting home doing nothing. I was watching Law and Order SVU reruns and Hulu and yeah, exactly, doing whatever. I was watching <laughs> now, now, Breaking yeah, Bad. Now, now I can't do that no more. I got no fucking time. I can barely. I get maybe six hours a night of sleep, and I'm doing all of this. I'm on. Social I get media four hours a night of sleep. God bless you. I, I have know. to. I have to get eight, or I can't function. I'm a truck driver, so I gotta. I gotta get eight. Oh yeah, no. See, I, I, I do. I'm I, a I truck a, unloader. Uh, like I unload trucks. So okay. Yeah, I, I work for an energy company, so I just pack out shit all day and drive around. My my job is a fucking joke, but I mean, like, I I enjoy it. I enjoy I work it. Though. At like, a Tim Hortons, my job. Like is job. I I like the job that I had prior to 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 the one that I have now is uh, night and day. I mean, they're they're really great people over oh, there. Yeah. Like the job consistency, yeah. Like anybody could do this job is you know what I meant by it. But like you know, if I had the other one, you know that that I would have quit that. But but to, to get back on the topic at hand, the, the yeah. original question was, do you think Tony Khan should be in the driver's seat? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah pretty, pretty much. Hey, let's let's go back to it. To, should Tony Khan 
be in the driver's seat no. of AEW. No, okay. I think he should be the CFO, not the COO or the CEO. He's I think CEO. he should be the CFO because if he's a financial officer, he's the one controlling daddy's money, knowing where it's going. Because right. the difference between this and WCW is that when it was under the Turner brand is that this is a completely separate company. Whereas WCW was put in their account ledgers as like other, it was plumped in with all their other bullshit. Mm -hmm. So that when they saw that they had like $8 million plus in other, they're like, Oh, we're doing great. Yeah. Because you have a wrestling company doing tremendous money for you at the moment. And then when the account ledgers busted, when Time Warner took over, they're like, well, shut the shit down. We're done. Don't right. need you no more. Now, so now, okay. So then we'll we'll kind of start getting closer to the end of the show now because we've been we've been talking for a little while and everybody's kind of <laughs> gotta get some rest at, at some point of the evening. Um, yeah, okay. you know, going going into I know I, I always keep Willie up so late. Uh so now, well, now going up. into into Forbidden Door, do you think with what we've had released match wise? I could care match. less. Really? Here's here's my thing. Will Ospreay, not a big fan. Kenny Omega can rot in hell. The hmm. Bucks. Damn. Just, can, oh, Bucks <sighs> aren't even on the card yet. Bucks not but they're going the to be. You know they're of going course, to be. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Moxley's probably going to be on the fucking card, so no one cares about that. The only Eddie thing Kingston. that's of any worth is the Owen Hart tournament opening, and that's about it. Oh, I shit. could care I less. About that. I could care less if MJF wrestles that that pay per view. He doesn't need to. He will. It's a it's a bullshit <laughs> pay per view. Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega to the indie internet marks is going to be the grandest of all grand matches of all time, mm. and Dave Meltzer will orgasm more than Old Faithful. Uh, it just. Thank you. I just <sighs> Omega and Osprey will be to those fans will be the Picasso of their life. Looks right. like shit, but it's great. <laughs> right. It, it, it's all wrestling's mm. up to interpretation. No, it's not up to interpretation. Wrestling is wrestling. You make a story from A, B, C, D. Not like thinking like a woman where it's A, one, parentheses, pussy, cat, dog. <laughs> fucking, you know, you, you don't go in like 17 different branches oh <laughs> because uh. you can. Bobby said, I love this, dude. He's speaking a lot of facts. Uh, I hope to hop on. Hope to see him on again. Absolutely. No, I'm, I appreciate. Listen, I, I met Cody today through TikTok, through a fucking video, through Axel Gonzalez, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't expect him to answer me back. To be very honest with no, you, no, you want to know like, something? I was like, I, was I recognize like, him, from... you, dude. No problem. Like, Hold I don't, on. I got shit to lose with this. So that's is that. That was it. I recognized him through a video. He was reacting to like a meme of Jeff Hardy versus Jimmy Uso battle for the DUIs. Oh yeah. And then he did a stitch too. being like, I don't give a fuck. This is funny. This is yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it, it, that was, that was entertaining. If you don't, I like knew you looked humor, familiar. Get the hell out of like my profile. You don't need to be here. I'm dark. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
No, I mean, I'm, I'm whiter than Casper, but I'm, I'm dark humored. But <laughs> no, listen, that's what we are over here. Yeah. We, we're very laid back about things I, and shit. So I, you're definitely welcome back anytime for sure. Thank you. So. I appreciate that. But to, to finish my point, it's like this this pay per view is a, a weird one because it's like it's, it's a non canon pay per view for AEW because nothing's going to fucking matter by the end of the night. It's not like all these new Japan guys are going to sign with the fucking company because they mm. all still have contracts with new Japan. And it, it, it's mind boggling. Like uh, cool. You, you did something cool one time. Why now make it a thing? Mm. So you're yeah. saying more or less like it should have just been a one and done and not really continue this yeah. tradition of Forbidden Door 1, 2, 3, 4, and, and continue If you really on want on. this to be Forbidden Door, <clears throat> Roman Reigns is on stage. Hmm. Alex Shelley is on stage. Chris Sabin is on stage. Seth Rollins is on stage. You know, you actually have matches between four or five different companies in different ways. Right. Not this... Best way I could put it is Tony Khan's wet dream and Dave Meltzer's fantasy combined into one. It It is mind-boggling that that man has so much power over people. And I, I'm talking about Dave Meltzer. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't get the um like I I follow Dave, I follow I follow his co-host, I, I listen to the pod, I watch the videos and stuff like that. And there's some things I agree with, there's some things I really can't agree with with him. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the, I mean, you know, I know he's been doing this for a very long time, Dave, and he's been, he's been around this business for a very long time, starting with like WCW and then going to WWF and doing a lot mm-hmm. of like mankind matches and, and, you know, other, uh, you know, taker matches, stone cold matches and stuff. So I understand that his legacy protrudes over his actual, uh, notes of, of, of thought, that he gives, but there's, it comes to a point where, let me ask this question real quick. Would you compare Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the submission match at WrestleMania 13? Now think about that. That's a five-star match in Dave Meltzer's opinion to anarchy in the arena of double or nothing from this year. No, not even close. Okay. Well, they're the same rating. No. Why? No. 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 That's what I'm getting There's no way you could take... Exploding super kicks and wild things for 10 minutes. Submission match and compare it to, like like Willie just said, kicking fireworks and pile drives in a Ford pickup truck. Like, there's no... There's no parallel. There's no comparison. There's no, there's even then there's it's no, not even close not even a, to a five star match. Moment of that match where I would say, my God, I feel like I'm in WrestleMania 13 with Bret <laughs> Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin right now, and I'm enjoying one of the greatest five star matches. You want to know something? If that's the old. case, if that's the case, every GCW match ever is WrestleMania 13 caliber. Right. There you By go. that logic. Yeah, Every no, GCW match I, ever. I don't agree with that. There's there's I anarchy in the arena match for what it was 
was a solid performance between two factions in AEW giving their best adaptation of their extreme rules. That was a three-point-two-five-star back in Revolution. That's where I would compare the two. So I would not even remote. I wouldn't even put it close to WrestleMania 20s fucking triple threat match at all. I can't reel it in because this shit is too. That's that's the most outlandish. God, I love this thought. I have ever heard in my life. That's crazy. Think about this, same though. Rating. So that match is also rated the same amount of stars as Michael's Flair, as Tommaso Ciampa, and uh, 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 fuck, his oh. partner. Johnny Gargano. Uh, Johnny Gargano. There are three matches. All three of their matches were five-star ratings by Dave Meltzer. Okay, well, those were deserved. Right, but that match, Anarchy in the, in the Arena, park, is uh, the same Anarchy rating arena. as those matches. That's dumb, though. There's no point. There's no, there's no comparison. There's not one. I'm listen. I'm, I'm sorry. Now I gotta, now I gotta fucking go off for a second because no. there is not one moment of anarchy in the arena where all of these grown ass men who are popping blood packets and John Moxley literally bleeding on himself before the match even starts, comparing it to fucking Brett and Stone Cold's iconic submission match in WrestleMania 13. Michaels the, versus the, the crowning moment of Brett's eventual leaving for WCW. There's yep. there's no there's there's not even there's not a mo- there's not even a moment in Revolution AEW that I would compare right. that match to. There wasn't a moment compare, in that match where I was I like holy shit. Daniel Bryanson match compared to WrestleMania 13. And that match was an absolute five out of five. That I wouldn't even put the triple threat match at Mania 39 for the IC title close to Bret and Austin. Okay, so let's just... Are you looking at other five-star matches? Yes, I am from WWE. I want to. I just want to point this out real quick. <laughs> so I'm gonna say these matches, and then we're gonna. Then you can go from there. I'm definitely clipping this shit. <laughs> yeah, wait, I gotta clip this. Shit. I gotta clip this. Michael's Ru- Michael's Razor WrestleMania 10 ladder match. Fuck that. Brett Owens SummerSlam 94 in the in the cage match. <laughs> okay. Brett enough. Austin WrestleMania 13 in the submission. That's match. a five out of five. So far, there's only two five out of five matches, and that's Razor and Sean's ladder and fucking Brett and Stone Cold. So far, that's it. Taker, Sean, Bad Blood, Hell in a Cell, first one. No. No. I would call that a five-star match. That was very good storytelling on both ends. No, we're talking about double or nothing. Very good ending, but I would say high four. That was a high four, not a five. I'd say it's a five, but but that's personal preference because I like Sean. Teach their own. Um, Bad Blood was a very Punk, interesting case. No, Money in the Bank. Nah. It was like... That was that, okay, story. no. See, that one I'd argue. Because that match in itself, kind of like what Cody said with Undertaker and Sean, the leading up to that match and the match performance, I would say Punk has that five out of five. Mm-hmm. Even, Turn- the, even the ending of that match with him blowing the kiss to Vince McMahon... 
is a five out of five moment yeah. because that was real. That wasn't scripted. That was literally CM Punk telling him on a PLE, go fuck yourself. I'm now going to enjoy this belt and this moment. It's literally like, like Eric Cartman. It was like Eric Cartman. Ski gate. I'm going home. Yeah. Gargano versus Andrade in NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. Okay, that one was actually five-star. That one was actually sick. I the six-man, the, the inaugural North American champion six-man ladder match from New Orleans TakeOver. Yeah, that one was good. Let it turn the page. Jar, Jar, Gargano, Ciampa, New Orleans. Okay. Mustache Mountain versus Roderick Strong and Kylo O'Reilly on a random NXT. What? No. 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 I wouldn't even give that a four. Not even close. <laughs> Three okay. the most. Yeah. Cole, Cole Gargano when Gargano won the championship. NXT TakeOver? Yes. Yeah, TakeOver. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah, that, All of Cole and Gargano's matches were fives. The rematch of no, Cole Gargano. I would say four the most. I wouldn't give it a five. Take over Cardiff, Tyler Bate versus Walter for the UK championship. That was a good match. I would say it was decent. Yeah. Walter versus uh, Dragunov on a random episode of NXT UK in the pandemic era. For the highest. Yeah, because their takeover match was a five. Yeah, then then the rematch was also a five. Yeah. 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 And then Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Hell in the Cell. That's a five. That's a five, definitely. That's a five. And the most recent, Clash at the Castle, Gunther versus Sheamus. Definite five. Definite five. Now, all okay. those matches, all of those matches that we can think of, compare them to Anarchy for in the Not arena. Not even fucking remotely close. Not even fucking remotely close. Not Anarchy even- in the arena, I would give Neat. only a three. Because they put it, they did a pile driver on a Ford pickup truck, and yes, they I had a firecracker shoe. Well, okay, <laughs> hold on. You you have to admit though that's free advertising for Bill Ford Tough. I mean, yeah, free advertising <laughs> that's for Glory Ram. You know, like I I like that's great and all, but like you ever want to pick up a squanty drink and put him in a pile driver <laughs> in the bed of my pickup? Oh, Bill Ford Tough. There's. There is not even a moment in that match where I would say, wow, we're doing something out of the ordinary. You know what I would give a five out of five? You know what I would say is a five out of five if we want to go absolutely fucking crazy? I was saying end the match. The boiler match between Undertaker and Mankind. There you go. You want a five out of five fucking match, Dave Meltzer? There you go. Mankind versus the Undertaker, Undertaker boiler room match. Michael versus man. Taker there's a, Mania 25. There's a fucking five out of five for you. Yep. You want to throw five out of five out of the fucking window and just give it to whoever fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry? Then okay. Give it to Mankind and Undertaker mm. in the boiler room match. I wonder that what was they an gave it to them. Random moment, random fucking match for no apparent reason, has never been recopied, has never been even talked about since that 1996 moment, and hasn't even even entered anyone's mind except maybe the possibility of uh, of anarchy in the arena when they were going all over the place. That's it. So we're talking over a 20-decade 
fucking year-long hiatus of that one moment then having having that opportunity happen in anarchy in the reno on a brand new different fucking platform mm-hmm. in wrestling there's no way there's no way i would i wouldn't give i wouldn't give uh, i want to say sons of anarchy but that's a great show that's a five out of five but mm-hmm. like the, the 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 anarchy in the arena match uh, without a doubt is a three no higher yeah. i would maybe give it a little lower but i don't want to be mean like i three I, Giant I, listen, I, I'm happy to be really honest. Fan. I gave I, it 2.5 on the live stream. I didn't give up. Yeah, we if you watch our live stream for that match, like we we I didn't. so uh, what what I did what I did for all of us is I had a whole bunch of podcasters and stuff. I know we're so off topic right now, but fuck it. We're we're we're, we're really, we, we were doing <laughs> we're not we were really doing, off topic. I, I was like, oh, let's let's do something fun. Let's let's all dress up as characters, and I'm gonna have you get introduced one by one like an actual show so i had my buddy sam be tony khan so he dressed up as tony khan and he announced the show one by one he announced moxley and christian cage cm punk ricky starks orange cassidy i dressed up as mjf like it's it's great it's great (laughs) it's great content like it was a great idea that i came up with and like i have i have something working out for for SummerSlam, which now I'm gonna have to involve you in because you're a very good guy, and I think I think you would do really well in this moment. So this I think this as should be very, as very good. I appreciate that. I I already have plans with my friend. No, that's fine. That works I, out I, a lot I, better. Now it's less less worried to to have more people. I, on. I do appreciate the invite. Trust Absolutely. me, I do. I Always think that's awesome. To do but any I just... type of watch along with us. Absolutely over <laughs> on this channel. But nonetheless, um, getting kind of back onto the topic itself. You know, yeah. with Forbidden Door, I, you know, I'll say this briefly and then we'll kind of we'll kind of wrap up the show here. We don't really need to talk about the MJF thing too much because that could be its own fucking video. Um, well, and the but, MJF match actually happens, <laughs> so we don't even need to talk about that. If if the MJF match actually does happen, no, it I don't is. think he's going to be losing it no. to 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 the his opponent. I don't remember the guy's name. Hiroshi um, Tanahashi. Yeah, Tanahashi. Um, I really don't think so. I think maybe they'll put on a good three, four out of five match for sure. <laughs> maybe more, it'll be less. a six out of five. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. That there's would. nothing out of that six out of five show that we just watched on on Wednesday for me. But nonetheless, Forbidden Door. I I think to to Cody's point is something that shouldn't be really duplicated as frequently as it's seeming to be. I think if this was going to be a one and done. Good idea, great mm-hmm. moment, definitely something we still talk about to this day, but not a pay-per-view that needs to continue on, especially, like to Cody's point, if you're just going to have New Japan people and there is no point to it. You know, a lot of these belts aren't going over to New Japan. There's one belt that I think should go over to New Japan for a brief time, which is the International Championship for Orange Cassidy. We don't have enough because, time for me to delve into that. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, we'll definitely get into an episode of that. But nonetheless... Oh, you know what's yeah. funny? For the New Japan World title, their biggest title, Jungle Boy is the contender. Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. Please tell me this is a... I know we're past no. April Fool's, but please tell no, me this is a no, fucking joke. No, New he, Japan he, World Champion is facing Jungle And Jungle Boy. Boy accepted the challenge. Jungle Boy. Jack Perry. So, to me... Tag team guy. Who's the current world champion over there? Fucking some guy. I don't know his name. 
Takahashi Jr. I have no idea. Like, I, I don't know. I don't Ibasha. know. I really don't know. I, I really don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I won't be someone, able to pronounce his name. Chat, Willie, someone's going to have to do some research real quick. I'm going to do the research. But I, I don't care I'll, enough. I, I, will, I will say this. I will Sonata. Say this, Sonata. I, I will oh, say Sonata. this about the show. Yeah. I think I think this show is going to give good moments throughout each of these mostly title matches. There's one non-title match as of right now, which is Brian Sin and Okada. That match is really for who's a better wrestler. I, I know some people like you are, are, are very upset about it. But nonetheless, I think to what you said before, Cody, to your point, this is not for us per se. Some of it I'm no. excited for. But I don't know half these people. Yeah. For, for others, it's for the new generation of wrestling fans that are new to this business. You new know what to was funny? Japan. I'm sorry I keep cutting you off. No, go I right ahead. Do, I tried doing like a quiz video of, of naming every Forbidden Door match. I got every AEW guy, but I couldn't fucking name any of the New <laughs> Japan guys. Save my life. You help me again to my point. Why is this pay per view a fucking thing? Right. Hold me at gunpoint and be like, name every new Japan guy. Be like, I don't fucking know one. I'll put the gun in the mouth just to fucking prove a point. I got nothing. (laughs) Pull the trigger. (laughs) I got, I I would say that to defend AEW a little bit, to defend AEW a little bit, I would say, you know, that the point of this is to give that TV time, I guess to a lot of the New Japan superstars that are over there that are definitely deserving of those TV moment spots, Bye, like New the Okadas and Te- Takahashis and stuff. Do I think that they could have went about it a different way, like maybe the streaming platform like we've been talking about? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Maybe having, instead of Collision on Saturdays, New Japan on Saturdays. I think that would be something that AEW, if they want to be so side by side with that's something that maybe Tony should have brought to the table that having a brand new show like collision, you know, um, those, those are really my thoughts on it. I think forbidden door all in all, it's still going to be a good show. Nonetheless, we still have some very good competitors. I'm very excited. MGF is going to be there. I'm a huge MGF fan. I did not in the beginning. I used to hate the fucking guy, but after a while I was like, I love this son of a bitch too, too much because this is, he's just too good to hate. Like, you know, if you hate him, you really love him. Like it's, it's and that's the God's honest truth. You know what got him for me? He flipped off a four-year-old and yeah. stayed in character. Yeah, I was he, like, he you know what? Told a paraplegic to walk. Like I, I, I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is, this is bad. But I like, what got me for him? Like, what, you know, it's, what got it's him wild. for me was when he called Tony Khan a mark on live television. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was so yeah. Fire me. Fire me. Fucking Fire moving me. vicariously yeah. through him on that one. Jesus. Yeah. But nonetheless, we're gonna we're gonna kind of wrap up the show now because it's been about two hours of everyone's time. And it's Thursday. It's not a Saturday. Uh, you know, everyone's got work and shit to do tomorrow. Hey. So um, you know, I, I want to first say thank you so much, Cody, for being a part of this. Of thank course. you so much for, for joining us. You were an absolute pleasure to have, absolutely funny as fuck to have on this podcast a lot of that was was definitely had here we definitely need you to come back on maybe your predictions come i know we're doing predictions next thursday for forbidden door so maybe we could talk about that off air and, is and forbidden door before money in the bank yes yeah next, door sunday. Next oh, I, sunday. No, yeah keep I, i'll keep you in mind for money in the bank 
Okay. Well, <laughs> All right. Sounds good. That's perfect. I don't, I don't need to be a part of that. You, you'll just see me sitting there with like a 404 error on your screen, just like, yeah, nothing. I <laughs> error 404. I gotcha. That's fine. Hey, I'm happy. I'm happy you want to be a part Wait, of Who's something. the AEW so, guy? I'll just say him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely need to have you back on, even if it's a one on one, just me and you doing chopping some shit up. Maybe Ouch. even down the road, some some, you know, what if uh what if moments we could definitely have on here as well. I definitely want to see some more content, of course, coming from you uh, on your channel. So hopefully you get that going. And I really stuff. I know with, with three kids, it's it's very rough. It's very hard. And, you know, being a truck driver and stuff is, is another whole different tackle to, to mask on. So definitely keep you keep you in my thoughts for more content as the time. We have a lot to talk about. We had a lot of wrestling throughout the year. So and uh, of course, gaming and stuff, too. We also can definitely chop it up with some with some stuff on that as well. But nonetheless, we are going to wrap the show up today. I want to say thank you, of course, to my new guest. Cody Cornette. Again, he's not related to Jim Cornette. I know he wants to be. Unfortunately, yeah, I really do. I would yeah, love I to, know be, he like, wants to be my dad or something. That'd be great. Unfortunately, <laughs> there is no correlation to Jim and him. Uh, you know, maybe maybe down the road, maybe Jim will adopt them. You know what I mean? It's like a long lost son or something. I'm keeping Fucking my fingers and toes crossed for that. Um, but of course, I can't do it. I can't do one of these podcasts without my brothers in arms right there. Willie from Willie Does Wrestling. And of course, tomorrow we're going to be back over on Willie does wrestling for Friday night, SmackDown watch along. So yep. Cody, if you have time or if you're doing anything, come and check us out over on the Willie does wrestling show. And of course, starting tomorrow is Willie Monday night. Willie, it is Willie's universe mode. The starting of Monday yep. night, Willie, the show of shows to definitely kick off the weekend of the 2k universe for sure. Very excited to have that. I am on Saturday with collision. So maybe my, Epic Universe Mode will be the high point of the colossal fuck of AEW Collision. I mean, you don't have CM Punk on your roster. I, have I don't know. I didn't roster. pick him at all. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't pick him if he was the last wrestler on earth. Uh, you know, like I, I pick Crash Holly before I pick him. Uh, you know, so uh, that's 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 how I feel about it. But nonetheless, of course, we're gonna round out the weekend off with nonetheless. Friday Night Wolf doing Friday Night SmackDown on Sunday. I'm going to come back on the platform here on Sunday doing some Last of Us Part 1. We just celebrated 10 years of The Last of Us. Yes, uh, today, actually. Yes, today's hmm. when. No, no, today's. So yesterday. Today's Thursday. Yesterday was 10 years of The Last of Us from 2013. It has finally had 10 years in about God, three days. will be three years for The Last of Us Part 2, which was another game we're going to get into before, of course, AEW Double. Uh, Fight Forever, which comes out April, uh, April, Jesus, I'm, I'm so fucking far behind. It's crazy. June, June 29th uh, and everything. But yes, this Saturday, of course, tune into last week in wrestling podcast because we are going to do a live watch along for AEW clusterfuck. I'm going to take that name from Cody and uh, I'm definitely going exactly to use that for right now. Hopefully it isn't. Hopefully it is a good show. Hopefully we get some good moments. We got Andrade. We got Miro definitely in action. We got Buddy Matthews. The main event is something where we all have our opinions on. I feel we're all collectively a group of not maybe the main event we'd all want to see. Definitely scared to hear what CM Punk I'm scared of the promo that Punk's going to have. Yeah. What what exactly are you scared about it for? Like, Are you scared he's going to shit on the elite or are you scared like he's just going to go off? Both. 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 Like, I actually want to hear him shit on the elite because that's going to be kind of funny. 
Yeah, but, but he, like, like I'm fine if he gives like a subtle like you know reference, but if he like goes off just for the sake of going off, you know. Yeah, it's like day one. No thanks, man. Like, like too far is too far. Like I could definitely see him doing that. So yeah. it's like I don't know. I'm kind of scared of that, but you know. That's just yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> either way. In team. five years, AEW is going to turn in the Ring of Honor. That's all that matters to me. True. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there, is, there is that good possibility. And Impact. <laughs> Let's not forget TNA. And yeah, and Impact too. But yes, that is going to wrap it up here for us. I am, of course, DiMacho Nacho himself from the last week in wrestling podcast. On the bottom of me is Cody, not related to Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette's adopted son, though. Mr. Cody Cornette, and of course, Willie from Willie Does Wrestling. That has been us over here on the show today. Tune in, of course, tomorrow at Willie Does Wrestling, so we could do Friday uh, Friday Night Watch Along. Universe Mode starts tomorrow, AEW Collision on Saturday, and of course, Last of Us Part 1, more gameplay on Sunday, so definitely stay locked and loaded, and we shall see each other very soon throughout the week. Have a great Thursday night. And Kenny Omega, eat shit and die. <laughs> I'm so happy I didn't end the stream just yet and we caught